finished on that thing. <laughs> um, I tell you what would be great. Do you know the Untouchables? Hi, down the Gallagate. It's uh, wallpaper and things. I think that would be a great sponsor. Yes. Well, maybe they would. I don't know. You could. You might have to um, ask them. But I, uh, I'm ready whenever you are, son. Right, off we go. Aha. Uh-huh. Mhm. Do you ever hear the like a yawn? I know. Well, this is it. Hell of a carry on. Aha. Uh-huh. Right enough, Margaret. But what can you do? Tell you what, Missus. There's only one thing to say. Whether it's problems in love or a heavy workload If you're feuding with your sister or her across the road Just give me a shout and we'll work it out Ask Janice Hello my darlings, welcome along once again to Ask Janice, Clydebank Community Radio I've kept my own <laughs> to the fast way to come back again So we're going to keep going um, It's been such a lovely response for you lot and uh, you've phoned in with your problems, and I'm happy to try and help you. We've got some interesting ones today, a good mix, a good mix. Um, and you all sound, a lot of you sound hell of a sincere, you know, because a lot of this is quite serious stuff. Anyway, I was just talking to Matthew there, um, Matthew, the producer of the programme, um, who you won't have seen, but you'll hear me talking about him. And um, I was saying maybe if we were going to get a sponsor, it might be good to get try and get the untouchables, you know, the um wallpaper place um in the Gallagate because I just love that place, you know. Um myself and Margaret when well, when things was normal, you know what I mean, we could in there and when one of us was doing the house something, I would I could spend hours. I really could spend hours. Anyway, that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to listen to you, um, the people that have called in and try and help you, you know. And I want to remind you, if you've not heard the show before, um, that this is it's kind of homespun advice for me, Janice. Um, I'm not a psychologist or trained in anything like that, but I give advice uh, to a lot of my friends and it's advice based on trying to have a good life and wanting to be peaceful and get on with people, you know what I mean, Uh, and believing in the basic goodness of people. That's kind of the advice that I've got for you. Um, So I, I mean that, I'm not telling you what advice I've got for you today, but that's where it comes for, do you know what I mean? Um, For a place of um, goodness and wanting people to to be happy and at peace, you know what I mean? Um, But life is tricky. Life throws things at us all the time. Uh, You'll hear it on the show the day, all sorts of different types of things. Um, And we never know what's coming next. And sometimes, see, when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to try and um, make sense of it or, or figure out the best way. So that's what I'm here for. See a separate pair of ears outside of the thing, because I've got nothing to do with it. So if your friend, you know, say you've got a pal, Sadie, and she's, you know, doing whatever, whatever, and you're in the middle of it, so you can, sometimes you might just see red, you might say, I'm just about to smack her. Phone me up, right? Don't worry. Phone me up, let me listen to you, and let me give you a perspective. Janice perspective on things and it might make you think twice and you might just calm yourself down and you might think think of it in a way you've no thought of it before you see what I mean so listen if you want to call into the show and tell me your problems as many people have please don't hold back everybody's welcome you can call day or night uh, and here's how you get in touch give me a ring anytime you like 0141 280 5141 0141 280 5141 0141 280 5141 
anytime at all because it's an answer machine so you can call in the middle of the night if you're struggling or you can call whenever you fancy and we try and get every call onto the show if we can we're getting busier and busier so if your call doesn't appear on the show please don't be disappointed um we try and fit as many in as we can so let's get right to the phones who have we got on the line the day oh hi janice it's abigail here i wonder if you can help me janice i'm really just looking to hear your thoughts on this and for a wee bit of advice you know, for the last year, we've all been living in some sort of lockdown, and now they're all talking about going back out to some sort of normality, opening restaurants, opening pubs, all the rest of it. I mean, I've just really been getting on with my life, like a bit of a hermit, going shopping, staying at home with the kids. And to be honest, Janice, I'm feeling quite nervous about going back to some sort of normality. I've just got used to staying in the house and not really seeing people. So, yeah, I'm quite nervous and, you know, feeling quite anxious about it. So, really just looking for a bit of advice on it, Janice. Thanks a lot. Hello, Abigail, my darling. Thank you so much for calling in um, with that. And I'll tell you what, I'm sure you're not alone. That's the first thing I've got to say to you. And I'll tell you, I feel it too. I feel it too. You see, what happens is things become normal. So what we've got the new is our new normal. And we've actually got quite used to it. I've got quite used to it, like you say. Um, and now now the anxiety is not, what if we're locked down? It's, what if we're allowed out, you know? Um, wh- how do we cope with that? Now, it's especially true for people who are, what they say is introverted. People that's no, uh, you know, um, into being in company all the time and gregarious and telling stories and having a laugh. I'm a bit of both. To be honest with you, Abigail, you know, I'm kind of a mainly introverted, but I've got wee extrovert tendencies. When I'm with Margaret, you know what I mean? I'm full of beans, eh, but I do need time myself. Frank is a bit more outgoing than me, you know? So he's looking forward to it. Um, and he's been a wee bit frustrated, cooped up in the house where I've just kind of got on with it. Anyway, on to you, Abigail. I know exactly what you mean. And you mentioned uh, being like a hermit. And I'll tell you what, I was reading about that um can't mind where or what the context was, but you know, a hermit is is a very complex uh, thing, and there's a lot of people over the centuries that's went in and become hermits, and they've never come out again. And there was a time now when rich landowners would have a hermit on their property, like a resident hermit. You know what I mean? It wouldn't work where I'm fe. You know, you would just it would just be a vagrant in the garage, but. Uh, it did happen in time gone by. So what I'm saying to you is, a hermit is a very can be a very noble thing, a very noble thing, you know, in certain contexts. But I know what you mean. Um, it's and I think it's happened to a lot of us becoming kind of a hermit. Um, and I think I think um, during the summer there last year, it was all this eat out to help out and all the rest of it, and um, we all got kind of flung into restaurants and things. And it, it it was strange. I thought it was strange. We went to that Levita, um, in the tune, and it felt as if it was all packed in, you know. And I'm not sure if that's if that's a good idea. Um, and then they said, "Oh, there's more uh, virus coming," and I don't doubt it was today we all us jumping about restaurants and all the rest of it. Now you can't even get and get a chippy. So, you know, who knows if it's the right thing? We must be careful. So what I'll say to you, Abigail, is, as I say to everybody, really. One wee bit at a time. How do you eat an elephant, Abigail? One wee bit at a time, right? You can eat it on one go. So what happens is the lockdown's finished 
And I'll tell you what, see the extroverts and all the ones that like a drink, they'll be straight out. And see that weekend, I'm staying in the house. I'm keeping my lockdown going a wee bit longer because I'm not getting involved in all that. Circuit Hall Street, carry on, right? So what we'll need to do, me and you, Abigail, is wait a wee bit longer. And then we're going to ease ourselves out to it a wee bit at a time. So we're used to going to the supermarket. We'll go to one mare shop. Tell you what, see that, um, the retail part down near Partick? If you went down there for your Sainsbury's, seeing that first weekend, you're going to go into Sainsbury's and you're going to have a wee look in the outdoor shop. See what regattas they've got, right? They might have a deal on walking boots or something, just for a look, right? Then back the motor, up the road, that's it. And the following day, you go out and get a wee coffee and you might just stop a wee bit longer. And maybe you'll meet somebody outside. What I suggest to you, Abigail, is... A wee bit at a time, one step at a time, one foot in front of the other. It doesn't need to be all at once. And that's not how life works anyway, Hen. You don't go, right, I'm working day in the next five year. What you do is the day that's in front of you, which is always the day. It's always new. Do you know what I mean? Yesterday's finished. The more is, we don't know what's happening with that, but we know we're in the day. So that's all we can do. If and when this lockdown finishes, one wee bit at a time, Abigail. And you phone me back and you let me know how you're getting on because I'll be the same as you. With trepidation, they say. One foot in front of the other. Careful, careful. Softly, softly catch a monkey. You know what I mean? Um, in our corner is a cheeky monkey. So, you know, that's what I would say. Proceed with caution, my darling. Right, back to the phones. Who have we got now? Hello there, Janice. It's Stuart here. I uh, just wanted to say how much I've enjoyed your first couple of podcasts. I think you're doing a smashing job, Hen. Uh, I just wanted to give you a wee call. Um, because I think, as we all know, during the pandemic, it's been quite a tough time for single people. And I'm single myself. Um, and I've been having a, a go at these dating apps, you know, the Tinder and the Bumble and things like that. And I've not been having much success. Uh, I'm 28 now, just turned 28. And obviously that's been a full year really about having the dates or anything like that. And I'm just beginning to get a wee bit down in the dumps. I feel as if uh, I might not get a chance to to go on and have a relationship or whatever. Um, so I was just wondering for your own experience whether you've got any advice for me. Uh, just to keep my spirits up and try to, to keep going. Because it can be awfully disheartening during the pandemic. Anyway, uh, as I say, really enjoying the podcast, Janice. Keep it up and sweet to you soon, Hen. Bye. Oh, Stuart, my darling. It's so lovely to hear for you. And I'll tell you what, you sound like a nice, well-adjusted young man. You know, you're able to phone up and talk about how you feel. That's marvellous. This is what's happened. And in, in my day, Frank would never tell you how he felt. You know what I mean? Unless he felt that your cooking was rotten. But he wouldn't be talking about that. He's getting better because he's mellowed out as he gets older. But Stuart, I think that's wonderful. You've honestly spoke there about how you're feeling and things. That's great. Um, and I'll tell you this dating business. Well, these apps, people can meet each other on apps now. It, it blows my mind, son. Um, and it's it, it really has been the only way for you lot. Uh, during this lockdown, I don't know how you how you go much further than just talk, talking away on them text messages because you're not really supposed to be meeting up. But anyway, that's not my business. I'll tell you what, son. It's old, but it's still true. What's for you, I'll no go by you. You know, 
you're putting yourself out there, you're making the effort, you're not sitting waiting for life to fall into your lap, which was good. Um, but you know what? If it's meant to be, son, it will be. And the best thing you can do is keep being your good self. Keep being your good self. It doesn't sound like you're pushing it. And that's good because we don't want pushing it. And we've seen what happens when men get pushy with women. We mustn't have that. And I'm, not, I'm absolutely not accusing you of that, son. But what I'm saying is, mere men should be like yourself. You know what I mean? You're calm and collected and you're you're putting yourself out, but you're not overdoing it. Um, and we mustn't get kind of... Um, people get very hooked, get very obsessive about things, especially now with technology and everything. You can't put that phone down. I would give yourself a break for it. And we're soon enough coming out of this lockdown and the strangest things happen sometimes. You might go the first day out of the lockdown, you might bump into somebody, some lassie you went out with, 20 years ago or something and you say oh nice to see you and before you know it you might be married who knows who knows Stuart but I'm saying a lovely young man like yourself any any lady would be lucky lucky to have you and if there's any lovely ladies listening maybe you'll phone up and you'll say give me that Stuart's number <laughs> that'll be marvellous wouldn't it match with Janice listen be better than the apps I worry about people in the apps you know what I mean I was watching a programme and it, it was the police pretending to be uh, youngsters on the apps and they were catching folk out folk that were up to no good and that's no use Stuart of course but you see what I mean there's all sorts going on people you can't trust what what was it um, fish funny uh, sort of fish people uh, catfish that was it uh, pretend it'd be something no so you don't know who you're talking to Stuart could be anybody so I would say to you breathe deep relax maybe you put the phone down for a couple of days anyway and who knows who knows what is coming? It could be during the lockdown. It could be the woman that delivers your parcels and you suddenly lock eyes with her and you say, I've never looked at her like that. Or, ah, oh, we used to go to school together. How are you doing? Do you want a cup of tea? Who knows what's going to happen, Stuart? I've got great faith in you, son. But I'll tell you what, what's for you won't go by you. Never a truer word spoken. Life has always got a funny way of surprising us. We never know what's going to happen. So I wish you all the best. You keep in touch with me, son. And you keep being a lovely chap that you are. All the best to you, Stuart. Right, back to the phones. Who have we got next? Hi, Janice. Um, you seem very nice, but the receptionists at my doctor's surgery are very difficult and obtrusive, and I can never get an appointment or even get through to a doctor. So I wondered, from your perspective, if you work with someone like this and if you could give us any advice on how to actually end up getting an appointment. Thank you. Oh, listen, Hen. <laughs> I knew this question was coming eventually. I was waiting for the day. Because people do ask me that a lot in life. They say to me, how the hell? But I'll tell you what I've noticed. Is that all surgeries operate differently. I've worked at a couple of surgeries over the years. And they'll all have different policies. You know what I mean? And one of them will have on the day appointments. No bother at all. Another one, it could be weeks. Um, and I... Listen, Hen. I don't know what to say to you, really. Because... I mean, if it was your surgery, I would do my best. I'd do my best. What you've got to understand is these receptionists are up against it because some of the things that people phone in with, honestly, if it's no, if it's no very trivial, it's very serious. There's very little in the middle of the road. It's either something stupid that we don't need the doctor for at all or it's something they should have phoned 999, you know? And I think, what the hell are you phoning me for? You know, you're having a heart attack or something? Anyway... I'm just, I don't mean to excuse bad behaviour because there is no excuse, but um, do remember that they're up against, it's a hard job, it is a hard job, um, and as soon as we walk in there, 
at half eight in the morning or whatever it is, depending on the surgery, um, that phone starts and it never stops all day long. And it used to be you would put it down for a minute and you would talk to somebody at the desk. Well, now there's nobody at the desk. It's just the phone all bloody day. So if I was to say one thing about that, that's it. It's just that they're up against it and try and be as patient as you can. I'll also tell you this. A wee box of chocolates never did MD any harm. <laughs> See what I mean? Sometimes you need to grease the wheels. A wee bit, a wee bit. You know what I mean? Um, and that could work. It could work. But all I can tell you is, for me, regardless of who it is, the best advice I can give you is be your kind, lovely self. Um, and just and just relate to somebody on an interpersonal level. Because what we do is we go into conversations with expectations. I don't know about you, but I've noticed that people phone up the doctor and they already expect me to have my back up. And then I've got my back up because they're hostile. And before you know it, we're in a we're in a tussle. You know what I mean? On that phone. So I'm not accusing you, darling. But watch in case what's happening is you're phoning up and you've already got in your head, she's not going to give me an appointment, this cow. You know, we can't have that. You need to go in there open, open-hearted, open-minded, ready for anything, you know? And who knows what can happen? Listen, I don't know, Hen, how they are, but I'll tell you, I think the best thing we can do, regardless of MD else's behaviour, is be our best self. I really believe that. I think it was Mother Teresa said something like, the good you do might get torn down by other people after you. Do good anyway, Right? And if she'd come for Ayrshire, she would say, on the way. <laughs> so, you know, you might be kind to the receptionist and she might be rude back to you. Be kind anyway. Do you know why I live in that world? I want to live in that world where people are kind anyway. And eventually it rubs off. The merriest, the merriest that are doing that, the better. That's what I think. So, I don't even know your name, Hen, but thank you very much for calling me up. And I know that's a wee bit uh, vague. <laughs> Maybe a wee bit uh, Nambi Pambi advice, but it's true. It's true. Let's be kind and loving towards each other, and then hope that that is uh, is going to prove to be the best weapon we've got, because I believe that it is. So, on to our next call. But before we do, what's that number again? Oh one four one two eight oh five one four one. Hiya, Janice. How's it going? Um, it's Jordan here. Um, I was hoping you could give me a wee bit of family advice. Basically. I'm moving out with my mates here in July. I'm 21. I haven't lived away from home yet. I thought, you know, it's a good opportunity. Everything just lined up. But there's one problem. I'm really close with my big brother, Patrick. And, you know, we do everything together, watch movies and series together and stuff. But I've told every single person in my family about moving out. But I haven't gotten around to telling him. Every time I think I'm getting close, like on St. Patrick's night, we had a wee bonfire out in the garden. Or well, not a bonfire, you know, a wee... They call them. We we are fire pits anyway. Thought it was close to telling them, but I just I don't know. I keep getting scared. Is there anything you could do to help me out? I know I just need to sit down and talk to him, but how do I break it to me? He's gonna think I'm abandoning him or something. That's I don't know. I'm a mess. I just need help. Thanks, Janice. Loving the show so far, by the way. Thanks. Appreciate it. Take care. Oh, lovely Jordan. How wonderful to hear for you. What a lovely voice you've got as well. It's nice to have another Northern Irish accent on the program. Lovely stuff. And tell me, well, you can't, but um, Patrick sounds like a lovely fella like yourself and he's got on like a house on fire. That's great, that's great. Remember, Jordan, that that's not going to go anywhere. 
you know, it's no, and, and he'll remember that as well. You're still going to have that, you know. Those things don't just disappear overnight, you know. Um, but I understand your struggle, son, because, you know, it sounds like he's really the most important person in your life. But for that reason, if he, if he wants the best for you, which he will, then of course he'll understand. Of course he'll understand, you know. What was it they say? You speak your truth, those who mind don't matter. And those who matter don't mind, you know. And it sounds to me that Patrick matters and therefore he won't mind, you know. If we love people, we've got to let them go. But the thing is, like I say, it's not going to be the end. Not at all. No chance. You shall still be together. And sooner rather than later, all this lockdown business will be finished, you know, all being well. And you can go back and front and see each other. Oh, I don't think you're moving far away. But I don't know. Um, and that's fine if you are, you know. So, listen, Jordan. So so great to hear from you. And my advice to you would be to sit down and have a, have a gentle conversation with Patrick. Because if he's, if he's anything like me, he might well sense it. If you've told everybody else, he might even know, you know. And... If, if you're as, as lovely as you sound and he is your brother, then he'll be a nice fella as well. And of course he's going to understand, you know. What do you think? Do you think he wants you to be stuck and not doing what you want and not getting what you want out of life? Not at all. Patrick wants the best for you, son, you know. He wants the best for you and you want the best for him. Imagine this. What if the shoe was another fit? And he said to you, look, I'm moving out. He'd say, oh, well. That's good. That's good for you. I'm sad. See, the thing is, this is what people forget, and I often forget it myself, son. We can feel more than one feeling at once. You know, we can hold mere complexity than we realise we're capable of. So Patrick will be sad to be losing you, but he'll be happy that you're moving on to better things in your life, and he'll also a third feeling. He'll realise in reality, that he's not losing you at all. He's not losing you, you know. You're not really gone anywhere. None of us can really go anywhere. You know, it's just temporary, isn't it? We move around back and forth and we're running off the bus and whatever. Really, we're all together and we're all one. If That's what I believe anyway. So, it's like you said. You had your own advice all wrapped into the question. You sit down and you have an open and honest conversation with Patrick. And of course, he's going to understand. And of course, he's going to be sad. Remember, we can hold more than one feeling at once. We're capable of that. Very complex beings, the human, you know, and the emotions. It's a very complex business. But you're being sensitive to that. You're trying to protect him. But keeping it for him any longer is not going to really protect him. You know what I mean? I would sit down and get him tell. Get him tell, Jordan. And it'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. And if you want, you can call me back and let me know how it went. I'd love to hear from you. And I wish you well in your move. And listen, what if Patrick's listening? <laughs> Patrick, if you're listening, Jordan's moving out, son. <laughs> this is the big news. You didn't know it was coming. Here you go. Congratulations to both of you. So, thanks very much for calling in, Jordan. Listen, we've got a few minutes left. Have we got another call? Matthew, could you give us one more? One more call, please. Hi, Jonas. It's Martin here. I'm a big fan of the show. Um, I, I see you giving out younger advice to all the young ones. You know, all the young, all the young ones are going in. I thought, I'd get a bit of advice to an older head for once. And that's what I've been having. So, anyway, to keep it short and sweet, 
I've been used to my three channels all my life, right? One, two, and three. Four when when it came in the early two thousands. Anyhow, my son comes around and he says, Dad, you've got to get on the new Netflix. I said, what the hell? What's Netflix? Anyway, he comes in, he puts up this new 40-inch TV. I can't believe the size of TV nowadays. Anyway, he puts on a Netflix and he says, you could watch us, you could watch that. I could not believe the amount of choice there was. And, Janice, I'll put the question to you. What should I watch on Netflix? Oh, <laughs> Martin, thanks very much for giving us a wee call. Listen, I don't know. You know the phrase, spoil for choice? Sometimes I think we've got too much. Now, you know, like you said, at, at one time we had one, two and three, you know, and we'd just get on with it and you would switch your, I think everybody switched your at the same time. We used to go, uh, our neighbours finished, we switched your and watch Home and Away because one was in BBC One and the other one was ITV, you know, and that was as, that was as complicated as it got. You know, but Connor, when Connor would go to a certain age, he would say, "No, can we not put it in two? Because it was a, one night it was a Simpsons, and the other night it was a Fresh Prince. He liked that boy, the Fresh Prince. He done the rap, you know, and the basketball and everything. Anyway, um, I know what you mean, son. Uh, a hell of a lot of choice. And Frank's, it's not just that. Frank's uh, go. We've got uh, some of the Sky channels because we have got that now TV. Um, and between that and the Netflix, and then Connor said something about um, the Amazon. Um, I don't think it's because you can order DVDs and that in the post, but I think it's something else. It's like a Netflix type thing that they do. I don't know if they put the DVDs on for you, um, and you just they don't need to send it. I think they just put it on in the warehouse, and then you can see it through the through the internet or something. Anyway, what to watch on Netflix? Listen, I don't know. I mean, one of the things I like is about Netflix is you can get old stuff because it's not newer is not always better, you know. We like an old an old Tagger or an old Rebus or these things. An old detective programme, Pie in the Sky or something. You know, they've got all different types. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you exactly what they've got. But I like that. They've got a lot of old films. And I'll tell you, i seen a thing on... Well, Connor showed me it on his, on his phone. Um, and it was a list of uh, numbers you could type in in Netflix to see sort of bits of the catalogue that you, that's difficult to find or something like that. Let me see, Matthew. Could you do you know what I'm? You know, he knows what I'm talking about. Matthew, have you got, have, could you actually see one of the? Show me one of the numbers. He's, all right, hold on. Oh, you'll pet it up, right? Okay. Oh, here, right. So Matthew's pet it on my screen. I don't know how he's done that. Uh, it's actually look here. It's a it's an article in the Independent newspaper, and it's called Netflix Secret Codes, and it's numbers you can put in to get different uh, films. So there's, um, there we go, look, children and family movies, 783. If you stick that in, you get 783. And then we've got classic ones, classic comedies, 31694. I won't read them all out, but uh, that's all different uh, type. Cult movies, B-horror movies, cult comedies that you might not find because they have all these, what do they call it? Um, logarithm things, and then you, it it sends you to different corners of things because of what you've watched in the last the last time or something. I don't really understand it, but um, aye. So there you go. You can get on that the independent or there's, there's other ones, secret Netflix codes, and you'll find all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of marvelous things on there. So there you go. Isn't that great? Listen, I've, we've just about ran out of time. I never thought <laughs> I never thought I'd begin technical advice. Did you? <laughs> anyway, there you go. Let me know how you got on, son. We are Netflix.
I'll go and see if I can work mine now when I get up the road. So thanks for tuning in to Clyde Bank Community Radio and listening to Ask Janice. And all being well, if we don't get cancelled, we'll be back next week. And uh, before I go, I want to give a special thanks to my producer, Matthew Reid. Thank you, Matthew, very much for all your hard work, son. He's looking at me through the glass there, smiling away. He's a lovely young man and very talented. Uh, he knows all about all this uh, different stuff here and he puts things on my screen and he kind of controls it without even being in the room next to me. He can control this computer in front of me without even touching it, which in in, in itself is a marvellous achievement. I think he went to, do you go to college, son? He went to college and studied uh, music technology, right? Uh-huh, with, and he did a radio thing and all. Marvellous, unbelievable. And some of the other programmes you can hear, um, it tell me that this, although you can listen to it on Cloud Bank Community Radio, um, the main thing, the main way of getting it is it's a podcast. So they put the programmes up uh, afterwards so it's no live and you can listen to it. You can search Ask Janice. You just type in Ask Janice on your mobile phone or whatever. Um, and all the, he says to me, in all the usual places where you get podcasts, which means which means nothing to me because I don't get podcasts, but maybe you do. Maybe that's how you're listening to this. So if you're going to get your podcast, you just look for Ask Janice. And he says to me that he's involved in another programme called Putting It Together, which is uh, where people get interviewed and it's actors and writers and all theatre people and stuff. Um, it sounds like a wonderful programme and it's available as well. It's it's your sister programme. It's called Putting It Together and you can look it up. Apparently they've been running for near well, more, more than three years, Matt. Is it more than three years? Aye. More than three years. I don't know if we'll last that long, son. <laughs> We'll try. We'll keep going. At least until the, the pandemic's over and done with. Because it gives you something. Keeps you going, doesn't it? Anyway, thanks very much, Matthew, for all your hard work. And do mind and check out putting it together. And tell your pals about Ask Janice. Uh, if they don't know about the programme, we'll get as many people listening to it as possible. So remember and give us a call anytime you like. 0141 280 And until next week... I'll just let you go on with your day, eh? I won't keep you. Ta-ta!